Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Four Feathers Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Nani. I'm joined tonight by Patrick Kamiski and Tony Marchese. It's time to crack them and get caught up on the Hawks and hockey. There we go. Boys, welcome back. It's been a while since we've talked. Um, you know, we've been putting some blogs out, so the voices have been out there a little bit, but actually good to hear your voices on the show. How are we doing tonight? What's up, Johnny? What's up, Pat? It's uh, it's a good night. Um, we're we're on number two of 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 three that we've got to 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 get to tonight. I'm just happy to be back. I know I missed the last episode. You guys gave a warm welcome to uh, what we've got going over here at ontapsportsnet.com, and uh, I'm just happy to be back, Pat. Yeah, I, I'm always happy to talk a little uh, uh little hockey that is my uh first love so it's nice to be back we are here talking on a little more somber situations as the blues have advanced to the cup final to our dismay but uh we'll touch on that a little later it's it's nice to be back with you guys though yeah so absolutely like i said nice to you know actually talk to you guys again here on the air but you like you just mentioned that's the elephant in the room the blues are head to the stanley cup final they defeated the sharks 4-2 in the Western Conference Final, and they will be facing the Boston Bruins, who swept the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in the Eastern Conference Final. So that that kind of warrants, that sort of situation warrants an emergency episode, and I know you put out the emergency blog last night, Pat, so I think Blackhawks Nation thanks you for that. Um, I mean, you got to respect the way the Blues have turned it around, especially being the worst team in the league. On January 2nd, I believe that was the date uh, that everybody points back to. Completely turned it around, you know, fired Yo, got Peruvi back. Uh, and they, you know, they just went on an unbelievable run. And they're hot. They're deep right now. Uh, they, they, uh, I mean, it's impressive to watch. I know the Sharks were a little bit wounded, but, you know, you see how they stuck out a team like Dallas, uh, you know, the Jets. I think that you could you, you could argue that that was even the more uh, tough opponent for them. But uh, just initial reaction. I mean, I am just upset. I, I, nobody wanted to see it. I was pulling for the Sharks big time. What's your guys' just initial reaction on the Blues making it to the cup final? You know, there's two teams that I hate. One of them is Nashville, and I was really happy to see them get bounced out of the playoffs. And I know you guys got to record a podcast in the, in the middle of the playoffs and uh, talk a little bit about that. But uh, I, I just I hate Nashville, and number two right behind them is I, I hate the Blues. I was hoping that both of these teams would be gone well before we, we got to this situation. And, you know, I... You know, it's it's almost like watching the Cubs as a White Sox fan go on to uh, win the World Series here. I know, I know the Blues haven't haven't closed the deal yet, but uh, there's something to be said about teams that have that kind of that kind of magic. And you know, I I I don't like Gloria at all, but you you see a team get behind a win song for some reason, and there's just some sort of magic behind it. And I just I hate watching this. I hate every single second of what the blues have done yeah it's impressive yeah you got to give them credit i guess for what they've done um they started the year out almost as bad as the hawks did and to watch what they've done over the course of this year has just been you know like driving a sword into my side over and over and over again and i just as as much as i hate to say this 
I need Boston to pull this out for me because I don't know if I could watch any of those players hoist the Stanley Cup over their head in just a few short weeks here. I'm I'm really nervous about this. Yeah, so got it. It's such a it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a weird thing to talk about. But it's it's one of those things that was like you could always count on the blues to fall on their face and they just haven't. I feel like they really haven't even been challenged that hard yet. Like I thought like I'm watching that series with Winnipeg, I never thought they were gonna lose. Uh, Dallas, Dallas put a little pressure on them, but St. Louis through the most part of that series looked like the better team. And I think such is the same with the San Jose series. They have just looked really solid, like really solid. And I think coming into the playoffs, I think, cause I know we had alluded to it, uh, before the playoffs started, that the blues were going to be a problem in the West and they were, they really were. And the Blues hater in me, because Tony, you mentioned it with Nashville and uh, St. Louis. Those are two teams I hate as well. I would flip what you said. I hate St. Louis more than I hate Nashville. Uh, but those are they. You know, they're right there with each other. Um, so as a Blues hater, it's it's tough to see. But as a hockey fan, I am intrigued for this Cup final. I think this is going to be one of the better Cup finals we've seen, honestly, in a long time. I think these are. Two, I think they're two similar teams in the sense that they can bang bodies, they can score a lot of goals, they both have really good goaltending, they both have elite top end defense, and uh, I would, you know, Boston's got the advantage in the sense that their power plays dominant, and St. Louis isn't. But anytime you have Vladimir Tarasenko on your power play, your power play scary, whether you're scoring on the regular or not. Your power play scary because you've seen that power play goal Tarasenko scored uh, last night. It was just like if if he gets the puck and he has space, there's a good chance he's going to score. So, but I am intrigued for this Cup final. I think it's going to be a heavyweight tilt between these two. I am really pulling for Boston. I don't have the Boston hate that a lot of that a lot of Hawks fans seemingly have. I didn't know we had it. I think it might just be a city of Boston thing because they've had so much success in baseball and uh, football. I don't have it. You know, I really don't. I, th- I think Boston's one of the best sports towns in America. So if it's going to happen to someone, whatever, let it be them. Um, I think but, it date back. It, it's got to date back to 2013. Yeah, and I could see that argument. But like we won, so like, what is there to be bitter about? You know, we got them. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, do, do you hate Tampa Bay? I no, I, I don't no. hate Tampa Bay. I, I don't. I really don't hate Philadelphia either. I mean, kind right. of, but I just think that that Boston series. If I'm looking back at it, they they just had hateable guys, you know. Like it's it's easy to hate on a guy like Tuka Rask. Just it was it was the way that they played that series against us. It it was almost as if they were our rivals when they weren't. And if you go back to that, I'm I'm pretty sure that was the year they they were running underneath that Boston Strong slogan, and you know the whole city was behind them, and there there was just that series was so amplified. And I think that I go back to 2013 and the fact that I think that if anyone was going to beat us in a cup final, it was probably going to be Boston. 
And you know, we were we were seconds away from going into game 7 an elimination game when it when it just turned it turned around for us. And we all know how it ended, but there was that sense during that whole series that I think for Hawks fans we didn't know for sure we were going to win. I felt like in, 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 in the Philadelphia in 2010, I felt like we have this. In 2015, we st- I, I feel like we steamrolled over Tampa Bay. In 2013, I was genuinely nervous, and I feel like that's what drove some of that rivalry, some of that hatred. I felt like that was the best Stanley Cup opponent that we faced. Yeah, I can understand all that. But, you know, this is going back to your first point that you made about where the source of it is. For me, it's Parade Kid. Literally, that's it. Um, I saw it. If you saw the uh, predictions blog for the uh, conference final, I put Parade Kid in there. It's like, you know, the the sports gods are going to, you know, the Red Sox started out slow. So Parade Kid was getting worried. So they're going to award Boston with, you know, something in a different sport. So uh, that's pretty much what it goes to. I think it's more of the general city of Boston there. So that, that's where that comes from. But that being said, I'm rooting for Boston 100% in this one. I, I can't see St. Louis win. So uh, that's just where the rooting interests lie. So I, I will swallow that one on Parade Kid. I uh, hope you get another one. <laughs> well, And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big football guy. And I know that, that the Patriots get their, their fair share of championships. But I'm never really upset with the Red Sox winning a championship. I love – the 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 Red Sox Yankees rivalry, and I love seeing Boston rain on that Yankees parade. Um, you know, just I mean, the Yankees have been such a good team over the course of of history, and you know, seeing the Red Sox kind of turn the tables on this and and be better over the last decade than than New York. I, I don't I don't hate the city of Boston. I just dislike the the Bruins I guess in this sense I don't know if if Comiskey if you kind of feel the same way on that I mean I see I see I I just always differ from people on here I don't have a hatred for the Bruins and I really don't have a hatred for the city of Boston I just I I could I could understand completely where both of you are coming from and because I am I'm a big guy who will just I'll hate people at the drop of hand and not give a shit about it. But like people be like, Oh, you hate's a strong word. It's really not. Uh, it's easy to hate people and it's easy to hate, uh, sports teams. I just, <laughs> I've never had it for Boston. I don't, I don't know what it is. I've just, I've never had it. Um, like I am even like every year when the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I root for new England because I like Tom Brady. Um, and, I don't care. Like when Boston was in the World Series, I wanted them to win. Uh, the Bruins, uh, I predicted them to win the Stanley Cup at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to go ahead and gloat a little bit here. I had, I yeah, had, I was just going to uh, get a prediction. Got to do it, you know. You got to do it. Uh, I so I had Boston versus St. Louis in the Cup final at our beginning of the playoffs preview. Not to brag, but here we are. Um, I ultimately did have Boston winning that, so hopefully I continue to be right. Uh, but you know, it, it I've I've just never had the hate for Boston. I vacationed there uh, this past summer. It's a beautiful city, a lot of fun things to do there. I think people always talk about how Bostonians are tough to deal with. I didn't have that experience when I was there. Um, going to Fenway was like one of the best sports moments moments of my life so it's just i think like if 
one sports city in America, if it was going to happen to someone, it could happen to a lot worse of people. It could, you know, New York could get it. L.A. could get it. Miami could get it. So if it's going to be someone and it's not going to be Chicago, whatever, let it be Boston. That's just kind of the mindset that I'm in. You know, and Pat, I actually echo that as well. I, I vacationed to Boston as well. Fenway, also one of my, my favorite sports moments of my life. Um, you know, I, and that's, I, I think maybe from me visiting Boston, I've kind of grown a little bit of a, a likingness towards some of their their sports teams and, and what they've done in Boston. And I visited them back in, I think it was, uh, uh, God, man, it, this was years ago back in like 2009 um and you know at that point in time they didn't have all these championships so um you know they kind of went through some of the almost a similar uh period to chicago in that sense uh, if you go back after they had only won uh the the two world series uh, i guess uh they had the 2004 and what was it 2007 2008 um for the red sox they i know new england got a few of them but they didn't have all these championships, and the parade kid thing wasn't around at that point in time. And, and Boston is a beautiful city. I, I loved the time that I spent there. Um, so you know, I've, I've, I, I don't really have that total hatred, but I do not like the Bruins for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's Johnny just hasn't from, been to Boston yet. I, I, I have not. So that, that's also a factor to take into consideration in mind. So I, like I said, it was more just the. Uh, that parade kid being amplified with all those championships, but let's get in, you know, you touch Patrick, you touched on it just slightly about your predictions being right from the beginning of the playoffs. Um, mine, there were no chance for, I had a Calgary, uh, Tampa cup with Tampa winning it. And obviously those two got bounced in the first round. So, uh, we are going to put our blog out with our predictions, but, uh, let's roll through just, uh, with us three right here. I know we'll have Ron's opinion on that blog, but, uh, predictions for the final. Yeah, I'll jump off. So, uh, I had in the original one, I had the cup final preview being Boston over St. Louis in six. Um, I feel even better about St. Louis now than I did at the beginning of the playoffs, which I hate to say I really do. Uh, so I would lean more now towards Boston in seven. Uh, Cause at the end of the day, I do think Boston is still the better team. Like this team, they can just do everything. There isn't a single thing that they do poorly. Uh, they have the best power play in the league. They ha- they have the best goaltender to this point left. Um, and I know there's only two guys left, but they've had the best goaltender in the playoffs throughout, and it hasn't even been in question. They just, they just do everything so well. Uh, St. Louis does too, but I think Boston just does that at a higher level. So I'll stick with that original prediction. And I'll roll with Boston over St. Louis in six games. Since I'm also shot here uh, on my on my finals prediction, um, and I just got toasted in the last round of of predictions that we yeah, made. Your strategy um, finally fell through. My strategy did finally, up. yeah my my strategy fell through. So I I had started to go with a strategy to pick against whatever Nani and, and Kamiski had picked because you two seem to have similar minds throughout some of our prediction blogs. I know this doesn't relate to the original first bracket that we all filled out, but um, you know I, I was I got through those first two rounds pretty handedly um, as far as a win total. So humble brag to myself here 
I, I actually made the most correct picks, and I, I'm pretty sure even if I pick incorrectly here, I, I still will have the most correct series picks of, of, the, of the Four Feathers group. But it finally flopped on me because the Stanley Cup final that I want to see is not happening. And I really blame the Sharks here um, for not living up to what I thought they could be. Um, you know, they, they, they had two back-to-back series with those Game 7s. And, you know, you guys called it when uh, when these uh, when these predictions came out that they were going to be worn down. They did look worn down. And, uh, you know, I, I, and very injured. Very injured. Um, you know, you got a guy like Carlson riding the bench um, and, and MIA there. My, the, Meyer, too, and Pavelski. Yeah, Pavelski. You know, there, there was there was a lot of injuries that played a factor in this. Hurdle. And, uh, you know, they, they just they couldn't do what they needed to do there at the end. Um, I know we were all pulling for them personally. I actually put my my credibility on the line here as far as it goes as, uh, you know, picking against you guys. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to try and sit there and say that I was smarter than any of you, especially in the second round uh, of the of the finals, but I just wanted to see what it would be like if I just picked against all of you guys. Um, you know, it, 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 the run came to an end. Uh, I'm also going to go with uh, what what Pat has to say here. So I'm going to try and flip-flop the strategy. I can't pick the Blues. My heart just won't let me. My head just won't let me. I'm going to go Bruins in seven, though. Um, I think that it's going to be very painful. I feel like it's going to come down to a point where the Blues win game six here, and we're going to be scared. I think all of us are going to be very scared, and then uh, we're going to get bailed out. Uh, in game seven there by a very strong showing I feel like game seven will probably be one of those games where everybody's expecting a close game and the Bruins just come out and they're up by two three goals in the by the end of the first period Um, that's what I'm going to say is going to happen it's going to be a very uninteresting game seven we're going to know who the winner is by you know five minutes into the third and it's just going to be coasting through the top Boston's going to be raising the Stanley Cup I like it. Um, I'm going to go with the Bruins as well. I will go uh, six. I'm going to have to. I just think for a myriad of reasons, uh, some of which Patrick mentioned, and the Boston mentality is something that I have driven at in every single round of these playoff prediction blog series that we have put out. There is a certain hard-nosed style that every single player on the team, even if they're not a big hitting guy, they embrace it. Like David Pasternak, you're like, you know, one of your top scorers on that team. And he is out there throwing the body like no other. Um, I, I mean, they do everything well from top to bottom. They have that great goaltending in Tuka Rask. Uh, the defense, they have guys that can jump into the play as well as deliver the big hits. And they can be sound in their own end. So it is, I think it's just the perfect storm there in uh in Boston, especially with that back end and the ability to score there. And that's that's one thing that these two teams, when we're talking about in relation to you know what we are, four feathers in relation to the Hawks here, those two teams are very good at getting the puck through. And I feel like Boston with Charlie McAvoy and then Chara's massive shot are just going to be a little bit better at it than the Blues. So that's where I think the edge is going to go there. And then just that little bit of extra 
uh, I don't want to say grit because it sounds like a, you know, it, it's just an edge. That, that's the that's what I want to drive home here. The Bruins have that edge to them, and I don't see it from everybody on the Blues. There are guys that can bring it, absolutely. There's no doubt about that. But it's a more team-driven thing when it comes to the Bruins. So I will go with them in six in this one. So hopefully we are right here, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to roll, have faith in Patrick's prediction since he was right the whole time there at least with this final one. So, um, do you guys, that's, that's do you guys have any it. fear that because I picked with you guys that it might be false? No, I think when it gets to these end ones, you saw it's going to be the better team. Um, and I just, I truly believe, I know as much as our bias is coming into play here, I, I do believe that the Bruins are the better team at the end of the day. Right. Cause I agree with you, Nani. Um, I think the Bruins are the better team. I think if this were a year where uh, where Boston wasn't this good, this would be the year to be. Look, this St. Louis team is one hundred percent capable of winning the cup. They are. I, it makes you wonder what the hell happened from January second when they were in last place in the league to now. Like this team, they just do. They like we say Boston does everything good. So does St. Louis, and I could. See, like I am a little bit, a little bit very nervous that they might pull this out and beat Boston, for the simple fact that Jordan Bennington is really good, and if there's one thing that draws me back to Boston, it's that Tuukka Rask is a little bit better. So, but here's the thing, but, dude. Like, man, where, where did this guy come from? Exactly. You know, like, where did he come from? He just jumps it, out, and now he's just an I, elite goalie in the he, NHL. And we've seen, played, we've, yeah, we've seen this stuff happen up, before, but. You know, yeah, I think, but I was looking at Bennington's numbers the other day. I believe he played in like one game in 2016, so that was probably you know like an emergency, everybody's injured call up situation. But other than that, I think he's just been kind of sitting in the minors tone. So that's, that's, right I mean, that's what drives me nuts is when like a, a team like St. Louis, who we we all hate, just gets these guys that come up out of nowhere and then just take over the season. Doesn't that drive I mean, you that, a little bit that, nuts? I mean, that was the Hawks for a long time. So, you know, it's one of those. Like, maybe, maybe uh, that'll happen for the Hawks with a with Alexis Gravel. He's having a he's playing pretty well right now. So maybe he'll be a guy who comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you never know. You never know going forward. And even uh, Kevin Lankinen, he is having a nice yeah. little world showing over there. Um, and that, that was one thing that I kind of, I think that brings us to a little transition point here. Obviously we'll have a little more commentary in our predictions blog. So be sure to check that out over at ontapsportsnet.com in the coming days. That will probably be out Friday. I would guess uh, definitely before the playoff start or excuse me, the cup final starts and we will definitely push it out on that day and right before puck drop and all that. So you can see it and banter with us. But I had mentioned Kevin Lankin in at worlds, a uh, goalie prospect played with the ice hogs. He was with the fuel originally, and then was bumped up to the ice hogs. He is playing goaltender for Finland and he has had himself a nice little tournament. Um, definitely. I think stealing a little bit of uh, uh, the show on that finish side there. Uh, but the, getting into the worlds. So the IHF worlds are going on right now. And I've been running a little blog series of recapping the games as they go on. Um, you know, throughout, I, I missed a few of them when we had our, uh, shy Sox weekly, uh, events. And, you know, I was down at Patrick's graduation party, but I've been trying to keep up with it as much as possible. And all the teams remaining now, 
all the pre- preliminary games are done, we are down to the quarterfinals of the IIHF Worlds, and all the teams left will feature Blackhawks. So uh, that starts on Thursday morning. So by the time this drops, uh, Canada and Dylan Strom will be matched up against Switzerland and our forward prospect, Philip Kurashev. Russia and Artem Anisimov, they were perfect in their prelim games against the United States uh, with Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit there. And then the those were 9 a.m. start time, central time. Uh, and then the 1 p.m. slot time will be Finland. Uh, that's defenseman Henry Yoki Haru and that goalie prospect Kevin Lankinen I was talking about against Sweden, defenseman Eric Gustafsson and Marcus Kruger. Um and then the next matchup will be uh, the Czech Republic and for Dominic Kubalik versus Germany and his buddy forward Dominic Cahoon. So, guys, y- you guys may not have been paying attention to this as closely as I have. I'm going to let you guys guess who is the leading Hawks scorer at Worlds right now. Artem Anisimov. Wrong. Debrinket? Marcus Kruger. Wrong. It is one of those last names I mentioned. Dominic Kubalik recently Ooh. signed. This may have something to do what? with how he was signed. Yes. Dominic Kubalik has four goals, six assists, ten points through seven games played for the Czech Republic. Wow. So, yes. And he is ninth overall in the tournament. The leading scorer is William Nylander from uh, Sweden. He has just been you know, on an absolute tear. 17 points there for him. But, yes, Dominic Kubalik is the leading scorer. And then the next one would be Patrick Kane with two goals, eight assists, 10 points. So, um, they, you know, the technically the same number of points, but the more goal scoring goes to Kubalik there. And that just leads us into a little bit of a news and note there. Uh, the Blackhawks did recently sign. It was never made, like, really official on the Twitter page or anything. But the foreign reporters were all over it saying that the Blackhawks did sign for Dominic Kubalik, who they had acquired from the Kings for a fifth round draft pick back in January. And at the time, everyone just kind of brushed it off as, ah, we don't know, this is kind of a foreign, you know, European skater guy. Um, but now they're staring it up. I think he earned himself a contract over uh, during these IHF Worlds game, even though it's only, you know, they signed him after like six games. So, wow. Hey, I mean, why not? You know, what do you have to lose, right? Crack him for that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I so, do want to. I do want to say one thing about these worlds and one quick thing. The bigger ice surface sucks. You disagree with that? Uh, I like I like the smaller ice surface of the NHL. I feel like it, it promotes a, a faster, quicker game. Um, exactly. I feel like I'm kind of watching soccer almost uh, yep. with the with the with the larger ice surface. I'll tell you what, from watching these games, I don't like it just because there's much more space for Eric Gustafson to get lost in. So uh, <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that, that's what's something I've noticed. Uh, he was, uh, I mean, he, he has a couple of uh, assists, I believe, in this tournament, but he, uh, you know, same old Gus. So that's that's not changing there. He's, he's only your offensive threat and brutal in his own zone. Like I said, more space, so more space to get lost in, uh, more space to lose position. So uh, that's that's how it's been going over there. But, hey, the, the nice surpri- surprise out of all this, Dominic Kubalik, uh, very pleasant surprise there. Um, and we'll see. The, the United States, it's going to be interesting to see how these quarterfinals shake out. Russia is a juggernaut. I mean, they got all their top guys. Ovechkin's there. Nisimov's like a, you know, a third-line guy. Oh, but he's on a third line. Guess who he's playing with? 
the uh, you know points leader in the NHL, Nikita Kucherov. That's um, just ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, it's excessive. They got Malkin. They got uh, Vasilevsky and Nat. Uh, it, it is it is a juggernaut. So the USA has to go up against them first. Uh, it's not going to be an easy one for them. Uh, I, I do think uh, Canada may have a good shot at this thing. Uh, they have a solid team. There's a, these are always going to be solid Canadian prospects over there. Dylan Strom is playing a lot on the power play, so that's encouraging to see. Um, hopefully he just grows that game even further, and he can be even more of a threat in front of the net next year. So um, that that's getting close to all I've got here. Uh, you guys got any last remaining ho- hockey thoughts, hockey thoughts, <laughs> before we hop off? Um. Not really. I'm just I'm kind of excited to see what happens uh, with this off season because you know the playoffs without the without the Blackhawks in it. I mean, playoff hockey is amazing. We all know that. We all love it. It's interesting. I mean, we're all sitting here watching Blues games, and I just even though um, you know the Hawks aren't in it, it it's great, but. I want to see some Blackhawks news go down, and I'm really curious to see how Stan Bowman handles this offseason. I can't wait to break it down with you guys. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, um, I know we all predicted a, a late series. Hopefully, we see Boston sweep these guys, and we can get straight to the offseason because that's that's really what I want to see happen. Yeah, so I did have one thing, but now that you brought up the offseason, I have two things. Um one quick thing, uh, Stan Bowman, you resigned Slater Cuckoo. Why'd you do that? It makes me lose faith in him like you were talking about. Um, but we'll probably hit that a little more in depth in a different episode when we really hit some off-season talk. And then just the last thing, uh, Boston Bruins, I need one favor. I need one favor. What's the favor? Oh, just to beat St. Louis. Yeah, I'm with you, Pat. We we need the Bruins to come through big time for us. Uh, like you had mentioned about the cuckoo thing, uh, we're going to discuss some cuckoo moves by Stan Bowman uh, coming up in the off-season in-depth episodes. But until then, I have a blog about that cuckoo signing. Um, you can see where the space is, uh, the lack thereof, <laughs> on that blue line for the Hawks. Uh, keep up with the world's, uh, you know, Blackhawks prospects and or players in all of these games remaining. So that'll be exciting to watch. Um, and then the cup final, as always, you know, best trophy and the best playoffs in all sports. So just, uh, you know, good, good being back, talking uh, a little bit of hockey with you guys. And uh, that's all I've got for tonight. Let's go Hawks. It's, it's tough to say it right now, but uh, let's go Hawks. And it's really tough to say it, but let's go Bruins. There it is. Yeah. Let's go Bruins.